Hey everybody, welcome back to Misunderestimated. I'm really depressed because I'm in Baltimore and it's so cold. And I was at the beach on Thursday and it was cold at the beach too, but it was still the beach and it was beautiful. And a sunny day, it was just really, really windy. But it got me thinking, Laura, uh-huh. hello. Yes, I'm here. That I need like some book recommendations for summer because that's all I want to do is sit on the beach and read. Yes. I uh, Here's been beautiful. It's almost like it is summer in Vancouver already. Um, but for the almost the full week, I was sick. And so I couldn't enjoy any of, the, uh, any of the great weather, except for the last three days, which that's exactly what I've been doing. I've been sitting on my balcony and reading and tanning, sometimes topless, yeah. if I have to be honest. <laughs> I don't like tan yeah. lights. <laughs> well, it's freezing cold here now. It's really windy and cold. Um, and we had like the most insane storm last night. Um, and it was so windy, but on Friday it was like 83 degrees, which is like 28 Celsius. It was beautiful. And now it's so cold and I'm in a hoodie and it's really depressing. It is. It is depressing. Also camp. I mean, I think everybody has a cold. A part of it has to do with that, like the extreme changes in temperature from one week to another. It's like crazy. Yeah. I definitely still have my cold. I'm trying to get over it. And some, like I've been losing my voice on and off. So I'm a little raspier than usual, but, um, I should be fine. So because I'm freezing and I want to try to get back in my summer frame of mind, give me some, give me some books. Okay. Well, this this is good timing because, uh, my sister just went on a cruise with her girlfriends and uh, so for her birthday, just before that, it was her birthday. And I bought her, because I knew she was going on this cruise, I bought her a Kindle. And uh, not only did I buy her the Kindle, but because she doesn't understand technology at all, she still can't, um, like, she doesn't know iTunes or anything like that. So I had to, like, fill it with books and stuff that she could uh, read. And so I did exactly that. I put, like a, like, a summer book list on it of stuff it is that she needed to read. So my picks are really ones that are good to read during summer. Okay. And uh, so should I, do I, do I do one, you do one, or how do you want to, how do you want to do it? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. All right. My first one is a book called Last Days of Summer, and it's by Steve Kluger. And I love this book. It's um, the story of a 13-year-old Jewish kid who's growing up in like a tough Italian neighborhood in Brooklyn during the 1940s. And the whole story is told through um, different types of correspondence. It's letters and postcards and interviews with uh, psychiatrists and uh, newspaper clippings back and forth. So that's all it is. Like you're picking up reading um, like like little inserts uh, and then you get the story and letters and things that way. So it's about this um, 13-year-old kid who starts up a correspondence with a, um, a third baseman from the New York Giants. And basically he starts off hounding him and then the baseball players like politely responding and then they kind of get into it like through the, through the stuff. And it's their relationship through these, um, through these clippings and stories and things that are happening. And it's just so heartwarming and really, really funny. And it's a kind of coming of age story too, but it's just, I love books, especially during the summertime that are just funny and, uh, and it's so good. So that is my first recommendation. Last days of summer by Steve Kluger. My first one is, I actually totally didn't even do like, cause I just read whatever, like a couple summers ago, I read the Columbine book. Like <laughs> I just, I totally don't read like light summer. And I read a lot of hockey books in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just kind of pick books I like. Um, so I have a lot of poetry books cause I'm a poetry nerd. Um, and my absolute favorite one is Dear Darkness by Kevin Young. And he's like insane with metaphors. He's the king of writing things that you read and you're like, damn it. It's so simple and so clever. I, I totally could have written that. And I right. wish I did write that. Um, and he is a black writer who grew up in the South. So there's a lot of um, cultural references to like soul food. He actually has a whole book called The Hungry Ear, which is all food-based poetry, um, which obviously that's why I like him. It's just all food. Um, But he also has a lot of, like, jazz references. Um, He has a lot of blues poems that are, like, set to a blues beat um, and that have that kind of bluesy rhythm. And he's just so clever. And he's, like, partially the reason why I 
changed my major and got into writing poetry. So he's had a huge influence on me, and I just can't say enough about him. I love him. I love people like that who just uh, speak or write in a way that you just want to. I'm like, oh, how does your brain do that? I hate that your brain can do that, and my brain cannot do that. <laughs> like, but it's uh, it, it's amazing. It, it's stuff like that. I haven't read it, but now I'm I'm writing down your list so that I can go and find them later. One of my favorites is Black Cat Blues. If you want to read a good one, okay. Black Cat Blues. I'm writing that down. <laughs> All right, my next recommendation is a book called. The Rosie Project. Have you read it? No. Sorry, I just burnt myself on hot tea. Oh, Go no. ahead. Okay. It's, uh, <laughs> it, it's a book about um, Don Tillman, a professor of genetics. Uh, and I have a soft spot for professors in general. And I think that's probably <laughs> why I like this book. Although I like my professors slightly homeless looking. but And this one yeah. is, uh, so he's basically a professor of genetics who's never been on a second date. And, uh, so I think he, he, he's hanging out with friends and one of the people there tells him that he should be, that he would make a wonderful husband. And, uh, and so then he, uh, concedes to the statistical probability that there is someone for everyone and embarks on what he calls the wife project. So he goes about making a list of all of the, uh, different things that he needs in a, in a partner someone who's uh, punctual and logical and uh, not a barmaid or a smoker or a drinker or a late arriver, all the, you know, all the things that, you know, um, it's not even a, a, like a pro list and a con list, which is what most humans do. And I, uh, like a lot of the professors that I know are exactly like that. It's like, doot, 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 must have this, this, this. <laughs> and that will equal <laughs> like right. this perfect relationship or whatever it is. So it's just um, really funny and really sweet and, um, and uh, and really good. So I, I highly recommend it. Uh, my next one is another poetry book. It's called Underground by Jim Moore. Um, and he actually, I recently got into his stuff and he's kind of great because, again, like Kevin Young, he's kind of, he writes really, really beautifully and the things he writes are really clever. And he does a lot of extended metaphors in his poems that are really, really awesome. Um, I'm just going to do my other poetry book because I'm just going to get them all out of the way. Okay. Um, the last one is called Tell Me by Kim Adonisio, um, which we're going to, we should put these on the blog because nobody's going to be able to spell Adonisio. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and I actually have never been a huge fan of hers, but I admire her because she's really, really, really like brutally honest. And she just is not afraid to put all of her flaws and crap out on the table and be really frank about it. And it's really interesting um, to read and really kind of almost like disarming to read. And you're kind of like, wow, she is not afraid of anything. So it's really kind of cool. Yeah, it is awesome when people can be vulnerable like that in, uh, in writing, like so incredibly honest. Yeah. Um, okay. My next one is, I got to say, it's one of my favorite books of all time. I, I love, um, I love books that are set in private schools. Uh, I, I probably because I went to, I went to a private school for two years when I lived in South America. Um, frankly, only because it, they were the only school that spoke English. So I didn't have much of a choice, uh, in every, in everywhere else was Spanish. So I had to, so I had to go to an American school. And uh, so there's just something about these like small private schools, uh, especially if they're set in New England for some reason that I uh, am obsessed with. And the, um, so the book that I'm talking about is called The Secret History by uh, Donna Tart. And uh, it's just so good. It's, uh, it's also a murder mystery. And um, the way that somebody described it is they say it's kind of like an inverted detective story. It's not really a whodunit because you know um, you know, from the beginning that somebody dies and who it is, but it's like a why done it. It's, uh, it's like the book is kind of slowly, um, unraveling how and why it is that they happen. It has some kind of mystical, mystical things in it, in that environment. And it's just so well written too, um, that I, uh, I love it. I love that book. Such a good book. Um, similarly to like young people and usually private school, stories are about young people who are up to no good. Um, I actually have a true crime story about young people who are up to no good. It's called Pretty Little Killers um, uh, by Barry and Fuller are their last names. 
And I actually picked this for two reasons. Um, one, because it is actually fairly entertaining to read. Uh, but secondly, I actually, it's uh, murder from my hometown. Um, and I know the girls involved in it. Um, so I actually was like really involved in um, and interested in the cases that was going on and unfolding and kind of watched it all live. And um, I have like a personal tie to the girls. Like I said, I know one of them. Uh, fairly well. And so I was interviewed for the book. I'm not actually sure if I'm in the book. Um, I asked that my name be changed. So I'm not sure if I'm in it or not, but uh, yeah, it's just a really interesting. So it was three 16 year old friends, girls. Um, And as with any time you have three girls together, one is always left out. And the two others decided that they were sick of her and didn't want to be her her friend anymore. So they were going to kill her. And they did. Dude. And it's insane. And That's they harsh. lied about it for six months and they almost got away with it. And it was, it's crazy. It's crazy story. I, I love a murder mystery and all that stuff. I mean, it's, oh God, that stuff like that. First of all, um, kudos on your ability to form young minds. <laughs> I gotta say your influence there. Like, oh my God. Okay. But did you, did you know that she was, um, the one that you knew, did you know that she was like a, do you know that she had psychopathic tendencies even when you knew her? Uh, I knew that she was a terror. Like I didn't think she'd ever kill anyone, but I knew she wasn't exact. like, she's not a girl that I would like tell one other people, like people I love hanging out with. You know what I mean? Like I didn't think she was a great person. I do, but sometimes I legitimately meet somebody and I'm like, oh, you could totally be a serial killer. Um, and you know I what the worst part is, you. though? Is that I think she was actually in the twosome that murdered the third girl. I think she was actually the one with the conscience. She's actually the reason, like, Ooh. she sort of is the reason that it all came out that they did it. Isn't that uh, um, freaky? Because when you think that, like, when you think that it takes two people of like minds to kind of meet each other. Like, like you need somebody who's like strong enough to plant the idea. And then, then somebody else who's kind of vulnerable or weak enough to kind of go along with it. And that those two people kind of found each other and then went ahead and, and could do something like that is kind of, um, remarkable really. Yeah. It was like a perfect storm. It's crazy. The whole thing is crazy. I can't believe I know them. It's bananas. I know that's weird. I (laughs) I have nothing that dramatic that happens. Um, Oh my gosh. I'm from like a fairly small town. I mean, it's big for West Virginia standards. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the second biggest town or maybe the third, um, in West Virginia, but it's very small for other like world standards. Mm-hmm. Um, but the stuff, like I found out that my babysitter growing up was, uh, she's a princess. Like I have crazy stories. A I princess of like a country? Of, uh, like an African oh, tribe. Very cool. Isn't that weird? That is, that is, uh... And then my sister's best friend growing up, her husband had an affair, and the woman he had an affair with killed her husband to be with him. Oh, wow. Okay, then. I've got a lot of crazy stories. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, we'll talk. Yes. No, absolutely. That, uh, that, I, my life is very undramatic. I know nothing. <laughs> uh, I do know someone who knew contestants on um, Beauty and the Brain. Oh my gosh, I used to watch that. I know. I used to like make fun of this person going, oh, you probably know like 50 people on there. And uh, and uh, and then as we were sitting there, he's like, oh, I wouldn't know anyone who'd be. And he's like, oh no, yeah, no, I know that guy. <laughs> that's really funny. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, okay, my next one. Anyone who knows me knows that I hate the 80s. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. I, hate them. I cannot hate them enough. I don't think it would be possible to hate them more. Mm. No, it's not. So my one of my favorite books is called uh, Ready Player One, and it came out a couple of years ago. It is a uh, really popular book, with the, and it's, uh, it has a lot. It's set in the year 2044 uh, in the future, um, and it's basically this teenage kid. Like The, the world is awful. Yeah, didn't see that coming, but <laughs> the world is like this awful dystopian uh, type of place. And uh, the only joy that he has in life is basically when he logs on to this um, virtual utopia, not Tumblr, the other one. It's called Oasis, and it's that's not why I like it, because that was my one of my favorite bands. But um, 
So basically, a lot of these people kind of live in this universe. And so what happens is they have a uh, contest, um, uh, and and there are clues, and you basically, in, and the, the people who are participating in this contest have to kind of figure out or find it, and the ones who do gets to take over, like, this, uh, this company. And so... Uh, it's really, really, really fun. And it's a lot of throwback 80s stuff. And as much as I hate the 80s, I was shocked at how much of it I remembered or knew the answers to. So um, if you are an 80s buff, if you love that stuff, like all of the 80s references, like there's Will Wheaton in it and um, just a lot of really, really uh, fun. Uh, it's really fast paced. It's a really good read. And I believe that Steven Spielberg is making a movie out of it that should be coming out soon and you know what i can tell would be an amazing movie so i can't wait to watch it as well but i highly recommend it all right next for me is the game by ken dryden and it's a book about the 78 79 montreal canadians um and it's basically just like about being a professional athlete and handling all the pressure and um there's a lot about being a goaltender it's really just a really well-written incredible kind of behind the scenes look at life as a player in the NHL. Um, it's one of the first hockey books that I ever read. Um, and it totally lives up to its name. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. I, I have read that. It's the first hockey book I ever read and it, I agree. It's, it's, um, really well-written, really, really well-written and, <sighs> uh, and entertaining and fun. And you, I think you get a really good, and he's a goalie too. So it's kind of, uh, <laughs> You get a peek inside. It will be, and he's fascinating too because he was a goalie who became um, uh, a lawyer, and he's also not someone who thought he would ever make a career in the NHL. So it is. It's got so many different facets of it to it that are interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's good. Did you ever read Bob McKenzie's book? He just came out with a book like within the past year. Did you ever no, read that? I'm gonna try to illegally download it. But I, I know I really want to read it, but I haven't. Yet. I'll 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 see if I can find it on one of my. Hey, we better ever not become like popular because if we do, I'm so going to jail. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's true. It's inevitable. I don't, I don't illegally download anything. I pay for everything. By illegally download, I mean totally legally downloading things on Amazon. Yeah. That's I what use I iTunes or my library app. My library app is the bomb. Yes. I use that too. I uh, don't okay. illegally download things ever because that's next. wrong. Yes. Uh, my next one is... Um, I had another one. Uh, I have one called Rook by Shannon Cameron. Sharon Cameron, sorry. Um, and I did love it. I just don't remember why. So let's skip that one, shall we? <laughs> go on <laughs> to the other one. And this one's called Love Walked In. This is just like a good uh, kind of like romantic one. And it's got a little girl. It's about this woman and kind of falling in love with someone. This relationship that she has with, uh, I believe it's his daughter. They, he just discovers it as he has. Uh, again, it's been a while since I read this one. I just remember it was super charming. And I, and then it was reinforced how charming it was by, I um, recommended it to my uncle, who's in his 70s. And he loved it. He loved it. And I was like, oh, my God. This, this is a book that everybody loves. So uh, if you're looking for something kind of light and um, just, like, really charming, which I think that's, to me, what I look for, like, in a summer book. Murder or that. Basically. <laughs> All right. Um, so mine has murder. Um, I have a lot of murdery ones, um, which is so typical of me. The Storyteller by Jody Picard, which is about this baker who is Jewish, and she makes friends with this kind of old man who is like a pillar of the community. Everyone knows him. He's like a T-ball coach. He's like this all-around wonderful guy um, whose wife has passed away fairly recently. Um, and he starts coming into the bakery and kind of starts talking with her and he confesses to her that he was, um, an SS guard in the Holocaust and he wants her to kill him as like, uh, he wants a Jewish person to kill him as kind of like payment for all the things that he did, um, when he was a soldier. And it's just like her struggle with, is it revenge? Is it justice? And she's kind of started to care about this person. They've become friends, and now she has all these conflicting, hateful feelings, and she's not sure what to do. And it kind of unfolds the story of when he was a guard and people he met and things he did. And it's just really, really 
beautifully written and really interesting. She loves a moral dilemma, that one. She really I does. Really do. And, uh, and like, I don't get that. To me, if you're asking to die, it's a, it's not, it's a release. And if I wanted to keep you suffering, which is what you deserve, I would keep you alive so that you would have to live with your guilt for the rest of your life. Especially right. if you're asking for someone of, to kill you. Yeah, I think that's part of, like, what she struggles with. And she also struggles with, like, could she physically kill someone? Like, she doesn't think she would actually be capable of doing it. Even if she has hatred for this person, even if it is revenge, she doesn't know if she could actually do it. So that's really interesting. Just could the, you? I could if it was in defense of myself or someone else. Like, in that moment, I could totally... I don't know if I could premeditate. I'm still yeah. going to jail. Oh, my God. <laughs> if there's any lawyers listening or law students, <laughs> just keep my name on file just in case. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, that's a that is definitely an interesting kind of question. Um, did it? Do you remember the ending? Yeah. Did it end in a way that was satisfactory to you? Very. Oh, nice. Okay. It became. I feel like it was maybe a little predictable, but I feel that way about a lot of books. So I don't know if maybe it's just me. It's. I blame the Sixth Sense. It was so good though. Um, okay, my last one is a book called, I love this book so much. It's called, it's a children's book, actually. It's called The Girl Who Circumnavigated Fairyland in a Ship of Her Own Making. And, oh, it's by Catherine uh, Valente. Uh, or Catherine, yeah, it's Catherine, she's spelled in a weird way, uh, Valente. And it is so good. To me, it's like a new generation Alice in Wonderland or... Uh, what is it? Glass Compass? I can't remember what that, that other one uh, is called. Through the Looking Glass? One of the, um, oh, I can't remember, the uh, Chronicle of Narnia uh, type, of, type of book where you're basically going into, it's like someone who's like a normal average girl and they kind of enter this, uh, this different world where, the, where different things kind of happen. <gasps> but the, the illustrations in the book are just stunning. They're so beautiful. But at the same time, it's so well written. And I think that it just, um, she's just such a strong, well-written little girl in the book too, or girl, not little girl, because I think she's 12, but um, it's really, really good. I just remember being completely blown away by it and uh, sad that not more, more people um, know about it. And the, like I said, the illustrations are just stunning. They're so great. And I believe now it's a series um, because it, it did really well because, you know, I recommended it. Clearly, that's why. Naturally. Yeah. The Golden Compass. That was it. Sorry. Okay. Oh, that's funny. That's like a... Never mind. Okay. Um, my last one is Three Wishes by... I think it's Lane. It's L-I-A-N-E. So it's kind of a weird spelling. Moriarty. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about triplets. And it's just kind of... It's like the only one I picked that's actually like a fun summer, like easy chiclet read. You know what I mean? Yeah like a total beach read. Like it's just kind of these three sisters and their lives and what's going on with them and like how they've always, they're actually not the three sisters, they're triplets. Um, so it's like how they've grown up as kind of intrinsically linked all the time and how they're different and their struggles and what's going on in their lives as they grow up and kind of grow together yet separately. Um, it's just kind of a, Awesome. Like, especially if you have a sister, like I have a sister who I'm really close with. And so it's just kind of a good book in that way that it's like just a relationship between sisters. And it's kind of awesome. Yeah. I put that one on my sister's, uh, reading list. Yes. For it. So I don't know. I read super fast. Do you read fast? Yeah. I don't dedicate as much time to reading as I would like to really in the summer. I read better Mm -hmm. because I spend a lot of time um, in hammocks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so I'm better with it, but in the winter, um, I don't read as much, so it depends. But yeah, if, if I'm into a book, uh, and I have the time, then yeah. Like, um, most of the books on that list I read within a day or two. Yeah. I, I can read a book in four hours. Yeah. Um, I'm like an insanely fast reader, which comes in really handy when you fly because, uh, to me, nothing makes time go by faster than being engrossed in a really good book. Totally. And it's like you blink and you're wherever it is that you're, you're supposed to be. So it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's like my favorite thing to do when, I'm, uh, when I travel, uh, even on the plane. And the Kindle to me, or the, the Kindle, because you can read outside, and then the iPad, 
for reading indoors is just the best thing that ever happened because you can have all of these books um, like on one device and you can kind of go through them. You don't have to carry them. You used to have to carry books with you. I used to travel with like six books in my bag and then I'd have to leave them someplace and then buy more and I couldn't take them yeah. with me because I just couldn't carry them all. It was depressing. Yeah. I remember like going on vacation and packing like five or six books. It was a pain in the ass. It was. It's so much better. Anymore. Yeah. I love it. So you want to do a little spring this and that? I would like nothing more. Really? Okay. All right. So milk chocolate or dark chocolate? All the chocolate. All the chocolate. <laughs> um, I... I don't know. I buy both all the time. It just depends. Um, I could say if it's just like plain chocolate Mm -hmm. that I like milk chocolate, but if it's like, like I have uh, chocolate covered pretzels right now and some various other chocolate things in my kitchen. Um, and I like those as dark chocolate and I like dark mint chocolate. So it just kind of depends. I got to say milk chocolate. Yeah. Milk chocolate. You know what? It's a kind of like I want to like dark chocolate, and I technically do. I mean, I like it more than broccoli. If we're, you know, if I, if it's like <laughs> it's a good. contest, right? But, uh, but I love milk chocolate. What's the um, weirdest, strangest, or best thing ever that you've eaten covered in chocolate? I oh, like chocolate covered puzzles, and I really yeah. like um, chocolate covered raisins. Um, I like chocolate covered strawberries. I really, if you cover anything in chocolate, I'm going to eat it. That's true. There's nothing. There's nothing that that wouldn't taste good on. When I was yeah. in, um, where was I? I was in Nova Scotia, and uh-huh. uh, I stayed at this hotel that has like a little refrigerator in it, and inside it is stocked with all of this stuff that you can buy. Well, you eat it, and then they charge you for it. It's basically what what happens. Right. And they had um, these things that it was um, chocolate covered potato chips. But yes, like in the those, refrigerator, like so they're like cool. They're like cold-ish. And let me tell you, I couldn't, I don't even, I don't even know how to describe the taste. First of all, I was like, how does this happen? Does Elvis do like a tour of Nova Scotia and then like leave these here? And you're like, oh yeah, that's cool. We'll keep them. But it got to the point where I would eat them and then uh, I would leave to go to work the next day. And then they come back in the refrigerator and be stocked with more of them. Yes. And I was going to be there for like two weeks. So at a certain They're point, good. like three days in, I go down to the to the thing with the chips at like to the counter uh, or the uh, front desk of the hotel. And I was like, dude, one of us has to stop. and It's not going to be <laughs> me. <laughs> I'm like, I will not stop eating them. So you have to stop putting them in that refrigerator. Make a note. Tell whoever it is that you have to tell. But this ends now, dude. This ends now. I'm like, oh, yeah, I love real. like salty sweet. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. Have you ever had chocolate covered bacon? No. Oh, my God. Elvis got oh, around. God. Where's that from? I don't know. It's good, though. Oh, man. It's weird, but it's good. I mean, in the ways that chocolate and bacon are good, it's good. You know what I mean? Yes. Okay, puppies or kittens? I'm just going to say both to all of them. Really? I love both. All just right. cover me in bunnies. Well, we're going to deviate, then I'm going cactus. What? Well, I'm not so much an animal person as I am, oh, yeah, like, right. a plant person. Um... So I'm going cactus. Little baby cactus. Is there that's weird. There's a name for baby cactus, but those ones. All Showers or baths? Oh, you first. Showers. Yes. Though I had a miraculous bath the other day that healed me. You had a bath that healed you? Yeah. What did you put like, in? Like, I haven't taken a bath in, like, five years. And I took one the other day because I was uh, not well. And it totally, I was, like, 100% better when I got out. It was, like, a little baby miracle. Do you, like, put stuff in the bath? No, I just sat in there. It was really, really, really hot. Okay, this might be oversharing because it's, like, a sad tragedy in my life. But uh, (laughs) I can't take baths. I cannot sit in hot water because I faint. Uh, (laughs) No. And the thing is that I I have told this to people before. And uh, I remember, like, one of my friend Marcel, she's like, well, hold up. I know you said this before, but I thought you were joking or it was a euphemism or something for whatever. You literally faint? And I'm like, yes, I literally faint. Um, That's crazy. Yes. And, and as I know from that time that I fainted a couple of times, and then like one time I kept like passing out in the bathtub, and then I finally fell out of the bathtub and like broke the toilet seat. 
However, uh, you told I totally could have died because falling in a bat in the bathroom, uh, like especially yeah. against all that stuff, is incredibly dangerous. I think I fell like ten times. It was brutal. So um, you can't get in hot tubs or anything. No, I can't. And then That's I keep so um, I would keep testing it. Like every couple of years, I'd like try it again and see if maybe. And then I'd get all woozy, and it would be like, oh no, I can't do this. So yeah, it's it's sad. No sauna, no bathtubs, no bubble baths. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> Umbrellas or raincoats. Oh, I'm from Vancouver. I don't have either. I tend to go raincoat. I have I have umbrellas, and I have them like very strategically placed. Like I'm looking at an umbrella right now that is by my front door, right next to my shoes. Like it would be very easy to grab if there was rain. I also have one in the glove box of my car. Mm-hmm. Literally, have never used either one of them. Have had them for years. I only I just wear my raincoat with my hood. Yeah. No, I have nothing. I also don't even have stuff with hoods. I like to have my hands free. Yeah. I yeah. don't like to be, like, I agree. obstructed. Yeah. I just get rained on. I have to say, um, <laughs> summer rain, summer rain in the summertime, like, especially at night, is probably one of my favorite things on earth. I love walking yeah. in a summer rain kind of thing. I have a lot of good memories of uh, getting drenched in the summer with, like, groups of friends uh, outside. And it's just, yeah, it's just fun. Okay. I agree. Um, allergies or breathing like a normal human person? Well, I would like to breathe like a normal human, but I definitely have allergies. You do? Oh, God, yeah. Do you know what you're allergic to, or do you just start like... No. No? I've never had an allergy test. I think we went over this last time when you were allergic to peanut butter and chocolate. Yes. When we were talking about Easter. For like My parents three weeks. never had me tested for anything, um, which seems really irresponsible, mom and dad. But, um, so I don't know what I'm allergic to, but I'm obviously allergic to something. Cause if I don't take my Allegra, I like my, my just face itches. Um, and I didn't take it today. So there's that. I don't have any allergies, including chocolate and peanut butter. So those tests are a scam. They are a scam <laughs> <coughs> meant to just get you. I think it's Mattel. It's a scam by Mattel Barbie. Uh, the people who make Barbies to, get people not to get chocolate during Easter. I think that's what <laughs> I've unraveled the scam here. But yeah, no, I, I don't have them. But it's only when I have a cold that I just have the biggest amount of sympathy for somebody who has to uh, deal with this for months on end. Just really bad. Yeah, it's not awesome. No. Um, soccer or baseball? Um, you know... About six months ago, I would have said baseball, <laughs> like without hesitation. But I think I'm actually going to say soccer. You are? Out Is that loud? crazy? Yes. Yeah, I, I watched a game this morning, actually. Well, you know, I kind of feel like soccer is baseball on grass, but way what? more boring. <laughs> no, baseball is on grass, first of all. Oh, no, wait, weirdo. sorry. Soccer is hockey on grass. Okay, but way that more makes way more sense. It does, right? Like, uh, yes. yeah, yes, yeah. It's kind of like hockey. It's kind of like lacrosse. It's kind of I don't know. It's, I don't. I and I never thought like it was interesting in any way. But I've actually gotten kind of into it. Like today, I watched a game and it was really super entertaining. To me, the most entertaining thing is the people who um, who commentate on it. Uh, they are like I find of all of the sports, they're the best. By far, they're the best commentators on all of it. Tennis, almost every other sport, I just want to stab the person who's talking. In fact, <laughs> I almost have gotten into where I will uh, listen to the other team instead of the Penguins. A common, I usually just it, mute I just, that. Yeah. Like, I watch a lot of games on mute. Yeah, uh, I've always done that. I don't know. Or I just totally tune them out. Like today, I can't think of a single thing that the um, broadcasters said during the soccer game. Because um, I just, I don't pay attention to that. And then they say, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> they did not do that. They did, what? What kind of no, soccer I, game did you watch? British Premier League. Oh, it's not South American. No. Oh, okay. Well, it's very English. Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe that's why they don't win things. I, they won. They won. <laughs> I don't know about international competition. I'm not that big of a soccer fan, but go England. Go England. Okay. Um, lemonade or iced tea? Uh, lemonade, because I don't do caf- caffeine. That so means- if I do iced tea, it has to be decaf, and that is never a thing when I'm out. So 
um, lemonade. I had lemonade the other day and it was the bomb. Yeah. You don't do blended beverages. I don't understand. In in the summer, I will almost not consume something if it's not barbecued or blended. I refuse. <laughs> Those are my two. They're my two go-to's there. Like a frappuccino or even like lemonade, but if it was like a slushy, God, I love slushies. I even love the oh, word I'm down slushy. With slushy. No, See? I'm okay with, like I make smoothies. Yeah. yeah. I make like pineapple mango smoothies. Yes, that's good too. I do. Yeah, you're right. Anything cold or blended in the in the summer, to me that screams summer. Yeah. I really like lemonade. So good. Lemonade or like uh, lem- pure lemonade or lemonade with other stuff in it. Um, either. And I like, um, actually Minute Maid has lemonade, um, like popsicles kind of, but they're not really popsicles. Um, they're like in a little cube kind of, and you like squeeze them. Um, but they have lemonade and then they have raspberry lemonade and they're in the same box. They actually sell them at Orioles games here. That's where I had them the first time. It's like frozen lemonade. It's the, oh my gosh, they're so good. Oh my God. I had, um... I had a friend who, for his 30th birthday, had a uh, pirate-themed birthday party. And uh, I, of course, uh, went as a cyber pirate instead of, <laughs> instead of an actual pirate. Uh, but I did. My contribution to going to it was to bring popsicles, orange popsicles, to um, so that they wouldn't die of scurvy. Oh, that's nice. I know. I thought so, too. The popsicles during a party are actually a big hit, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're a hit at a party for five-year-olds and they're a hit for a party for 30-year-olds. I mean, popsicles are universally awesome. Yeah. It doesn't matter how old you are. I went through a stage where I would have uh, like dinner or not dinner parties, but I'd have parties um, like for people to come over and the, and like as part of the snacks of what it is that we would make is that I would make little mini grilled cheese sandwiches. Yes. And people would go crazy for these grilled cheese sandwiches. But I'm telling you, they're really easy to make. And, um, and yeah, I don't know. It's just because it's part of that stuff that when you grow up, you don't eat them anymore all that much. And, uh, and so there's just something about having them. Yummy. Yummy. Um, paddle boats or sailboats? Um, well, I don't know. I I don't have much experience with sailboats, but I really like them. (laughs) <laughs> they're really pretty um and paddle boats i actually go paddle boating every year for my birthday i know that's weird but i do um so i have good paddle boat memories but man those suckers are a pain in the butt and sailboats are really lovely so i'm gonna say sailboat even though i have more paddle boating experience i'm gonna go paddle boat or like even you know like those swans that are that have like um that you're like yes. cycling and then they i like those but nothing with a motor of any kind. I don't like to. Yeah, we have like dragons here in the harbor. Yeah. Oh, yes, that's right. I've been to uh, to the harbor where they have yeah. them. I think I've actually been on those. Yay. Yes. So tourist of you. I know, right? That's like next to the cheese factory place. Yeah, you probably have scurvy. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you probably have something if you touched any harbor water. <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely true. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun. It was uh, it was fun. I've also, yeah, the, the Maryland's fun. I love Maryland. Yeah. Hat um, or sunglasses? Oh, I have a sunglass obsession, which is ironic since I live in Vancouver, but I have a sunglass obsession. To me, when it's sunny, that it's just an excuse to wear sunglasses. It's not even so much the sun that I like as that I get to wear sunglasses. I would wear them all the time. I love them. That should be our favorite thing next week. Dude, you don't even want me to go down that, uh, that thing. Uh, but then I have this thing where I'm obsessed with incredibly high-end sunglasses, but I'm also obsessed with not spending a lot of money on them. So I have like this elaborate scam that I go through on eBay to make sure that I can get um, really good sunglasses at a ridiculously low cost compared to what they normally are. Let me tell you that my mom works for an eye doctor. Yeah. So I get sunglasses at cost. Oh, sunglasses. So I have like really nice Gucci sunglasses. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. They're cheap. All right. Um, I actually would pick both. Um, I have really light eyes, so I need sunglasses all the time. Um, but if I'm doing something active, like um, like when I coach lacrosse or if I'm going on a hike, whatever, I always wear a hat instead of sunglasses uh, just because I don't want the sunglasses to fly off my face. And like I said, they're really nice. 
So I don't want yeah. them to get injured. Um, I have never worn a hat. What? No, nope. I'm trying to think if I, I know, maybe a party one once. You should get a bucket hat. Someone I know looks <gasps> super cute and, and loves bucket hats. Bucket hats. Yeah. Like a top hat? Oh, no. oh, you mean like on Golden Pond? I call them on Golden Pond like hats. Like Gilligan. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I, maybe I should get one, but I can't. I, I don't recently think I can read that they're that. coming back into style. Not on me, they're not. I mean, I just can't see. I don't think I can. I don't think that would um, work so much on, with me. If There's I could go hat, hat renaissance. if I was going to go hat, I would go like a big Audrey Hepburn, fancy sunglasses with like a, with the dress hat. But I don't think I can't do casual, which is again, super weird since I live in Vancouver. I have a lacrosse like baseball hat that I wear. It's I'm so not exciting. I'm so predictable. Wait, right. wait, you wear one hat. That's the only hat you wear. Um, I have a couple. I wear baseball hats. I don't wear like because fancy. I can totally picture you in a beanie. Mm. I or used to two, wear my punk rock days. As we say I it, I translated it into American. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. No. Um, but yeah, I wear them in the winter, like. When I go sledding, but that's about it. Oh my god, I'm totally wrong. Sometimes I wear a beret. Oh my god. That's the only hat I wear during the summertime. Kind of like the Che Guevara ones. Uh, Like that. Okay. Okay. So when you wear your beret, would you rather be in a canoe or a kayak? (gasps) Kayak? Uh, duh. Same Z's. I love kayaking. I grew up like whitewater kayaking and I'm obsessed. Yeah, no, I love it too. I have kayak storage in my building. That's the most Vancouver really? thing that's ever happened. Yeah. I had to, I have a storage unit in my basement uh-huh. um, of my building and um, I had to like buy brackets and like hammer them into the wall to store my kayak. Oh no, you're kidding. No, they have a whole, uh, it's like they have bike storage and kayak storage because we li- I live like right, right directly across from um, the beach. So, uh, so yeah, so there's people kayaking. There's like, I'm looking at my window. There's like, uh, there's like 50 kayaks out in the water right now. Um, and a bunch of boats going out and, uh, uh, don't even get me started on the seagulls. (laughs) We have a turf war. I have a seagull turf war. It's like that in Baltimore too. We have a lot of seagulls. Yes. Yes. I'm not winning the turf war, but. Yeah. Seagulls are scary. They're like gigantic flying rats. Yeah. And I mean, like, oh, no, I don't even want to talk about it, honestly, because the, like, one of them had babies on my balcony. It was just a, yeah. it was just a bad scene. Bad. That's yucky. Scene. I know. Oh, and I'm a murderer. But let's not talk about that. Let's talk. About yeah, let's things. not. Yes. Um, shorts or dresses? Um, I wear shorts more, but I love dresses. I do love dresses. I love a dress. I'm not. Meh. I used to love jean shorts. Like cutoffs, yeah. Um, and still, if I'm going to the beach, I love a cutoff, like short. But I do I like skirts and dresses. They're just so freeing. <laughs> like, yeah, and I wear and a lot of so like easy. soccer shorts. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally see that. I can totally see that. Yeah, yeah. with your hat. My job. Yeah. But now I'm picturing you in like those and a visor, with sunglasses. No, no? I don't do visors. Hmm. My brother-in-law is obsessed with visors. That's like all he wears. Because he has a ponytail. Oh, no. Wait, but not a bun? No, he does not do the man bun. Um, It's just like a very long black ponytail. Actually, it's not that long. Um, It's kind of long. So, yeah. Um, And so he does visors so that his flowing locks can hang out. But, no, I just put my hair through the little hole in the back of the hat and it's all good. Yeah. I don't don't wear hats. Yeah. <laughs> Sneakers or flip up? Um, barefoot. But if I have to, <laughs> I'll wear like sandals. Um, I don't like yeah. flip flops. I need something that stays that's like more sturdy on my uh, feet. But um, but I love to have my toes naked as much as humanly possible. So if I can do, I'll do a sandal. Um, in the summer, I almost never wear um, sneakers. I do. I don't want my feet enclosed in anything. To be honest. Um, I almost wear them all summer, all winter too. Uh, I don't like to wear socks at all. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. I wear sneakers all the time cause I have such bad feet, but in the summer, like I go to the pool almost every day. So I wear out flip flops a lot. Ooh, 
well, I did buy those um, those uh, Stella McCartney ones. But, I wore uh, flip flops to the store yesterday. Fun. Yeah. And soccer shorts. But I think of flip flops as like the thong ones. And yeah. the ones that I buy were, <coughs> I flip flop, but they're like sideways, so they kind of stay on your foot better. Oh, okay, yeah. All right, last one: tan or sunscreen? Um, I definitely do a tan, probably because I'm not Sunscre- in the sun enough. Well, I, I mean, I do sunscreen too, but I like to tan. Yeah, I do sunscreen. I'm I'm the person with the SPF eighty five. <laughs> Like, legitimately, I have SPF 85 on me now. But I always get a tan. I think just because I'm outside. Like, I'm currently actually a little tan um, just because I've been outside so much. Um, and I'm outside so much in the summer that I just, I get tan. But I do use sunscreen every day. Yeah. All right. All right. Do you want to do asks? or? Yeah. yeah. Let's do asks. Let's do asks. Um, who would you like the pens to face in the first round? Oh, the Rangers. <laughs> well, but you know the the um, oh yeah, I mean. But I don't now know. that they beat the Islanders so bad the other day, yeah, yeah. maybe the Islanders. The, the Islanders are looking bad, and uh, um, they're both kind of looking. I I I don't know. I think it's going to. I be think the Rangers would be more fun to watch. I don't find either of the two particularly fun teams. I mean, the <laughs> Rangers, especially because it's all like, hey, let's watch a team block a thousand shots. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, the thing about the thing with the Rangers is that, um, I mean, I don't know. I just don't like that history in that, that, that the way that they play is pretty dirty and it just seems like it's completely ignored. And do I want to watch another, like, however many game series of Sid getting the tar beat out of him? Um, I don't know. I like Gino and Lundqvist have this like hate for each other. Yeah. That is so freaking entertaining and just, yeah. It is. He's kind of a prima donna, that Lundqvist. I mean, I don't know how he doesn't so get called is Gino. on it. Yeah, but I don't know how he doesn't get <laughs> called out on it more because it's kind of like, oh no, he's all dignified and whatever. And it's like, yeah, he's really not, though. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's kind of like, he's mopey. And uh, I mean, like, I know that um, Ryan Miller has the um, emo goalie thing down um but i think it's more that he's like high maintenance and feels like he should be catered to i yes. feel like it's a little bit more of that it is a which i think thing. is his reputation okay all right then then uh then that's well earned yeah i think so too. yeah all right um hey ladies first off love the podcast i always look forward to forward to hearing new episode every sunday evening second what do you think the Penguins need to ensure a long playoff run, i.e. the return of injured players like Gino, Olimata, Russ, Fleury, uh, more scoring on the power play, or something else? Have a great week. Thanks. First of all, thank you. That's so nice of you. Um, and thank you for sending us questions and listening. Your cat um, agrees. He's, he sounds grateful. My, my, my what? Your cat just meowed. Yeah, I know. She's so loud. I'm sorry. Oh, there she is again. Hi. <laughs> Um, she also appreciates you listening. <laughs> <laughs> so she always has to get her, her time in. That's she right. meows like every episode. <laughs> um, I think they just need um, to know what the other team, like what their weakness is. Like when they played the Rangers uh, second to last time, they had a really good plan of like getting Lundqvist off of his game and it totally worked and he freaked out and played like crap and they won. So I think if they figure out what the weak link in the other team is, that's all they need. I don't think they necessarily need um, Gino or Ole. I mean, I think they definitely need Flurry. Yeah. And Gino would be helpful. Um, and they, of course, they all would be helpful. But I don't think they necessarily need any one piece like that. I think it's more in the coaching and figuring out how to beat the other team. Yes. I think we need... Adamantium. <laughs> For all what? of the non-nerds that are out there, including you, Amanda, that is the indestructible, uh, like metal stuff that Wolverine has uh, in his body, making him like an indestructible human being. That would be nice, but on the off chance that's not possible, um, I think. We need to stay. I mean, that I think that's the main difference in the way it is that we're playing. It's like they have their game plan and they won't let anyone shake them off it. And it's almost like in the past, 
every team knew how to get under our skin. And we were so hell-bent on trying to play their style of game that we stopped playing. I mean, look at the games against the Caps and the and um, even the Rangers and uh, the Flyers, is that we would uh, get wrapped. All they knew they had to do was to get us uh, agitated and get us taking a lot of penalties. I mean, look at today's game. We're playing the Flyers, right? In the last few games, how many of the Flyers' points have come off the power play? So what are they going to be doing today? They're going to be trying to get us to um, get them on the power play. And now we can either fall for it or we can not fall for it. And during the playoffs, that's even going to be um, more challenging. If they get in our heads, we'll lose. If we don't let them get in our heads, I don't think there's a team that can beat us with the skill that we have. And and uh, we have momentum on our side. I I don't, I mean, every year I feel optimistic going in. Um, I don't, who knows what's going to happen. This is going to be a fun playoffs to watch. I think. What do you think? Are you excited? Yeah, I agree. Sorry, I'm trying to not be on the microphone as much as possible because my neighbor's dogs are going insane and they're so annoying. I could not. <clears throat> but yeah, I think that, yeah, I think that's totally the difference. I think we've, they've been doing to other teams what other teams have always done to them, right? which is get them off their game and just that's how you play it. It had nothing to do with what players are in or systems or whatever. I mean, secondary scoring has definitely helped, but oh yeah, it's all about getting the other team off their game. And they've been really good at that lately, um, which is awesome. It's been really fun to watch. Yeah. And I mean, like they're, they are playing as like a, like a United team. Um, like, like, like all for one, one for all. They're just, it is amazing to watch how, I mean, like, it is it's just amazing the the i mean I, I thought like an amazing stat would be to go back and to look at how many goalies we've chased in the last like month and a half because i think it's a r- absurd amount of goalies it is that we've chased um because we score like six goals on on all of them it's uh it's kind of ridiculous so i mean the playoffs are definitely not going to be like that but um these are all in games that mattered um, and I think the only time we kind of do poorly is when the games don't matter. So luckily in the playoffs, that won't be a problem. Um, yeah. yeah, so I'm really excited to watch. It's going to be fun. Same. And I, the more they play Metro teams and do well, the more faith I have that they're going to get past the first round and do well. Yeah. And you um, know what? Surprisingly, we've always done well against West Coast teams. So it's yeah. almost like the hard part is getting through the East for us, well, not uh, so much whoever it is that we face in the West. Right. Oh, do you, do you want to... I'm more worried about the first round than any other round. Yeah, I think so. What, if we can get through it, then things will be easier from there. Yeah. But um, any any thoughts on uh, Stamkos and Tampa? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just actually read about that recently. Oh, That's... that? Yeah. Yeah, I was just talking about that last night. Yeah, it's bad. I feel bad for them. I feel but, really know. bad for them too. And for Stamkos, I love him. I think he's a great guy. So and just a really entertaining player. I was under the um, impression that they had already made the playoffs, but they haven't. No. So this could change everything. Yeah. Also, Boston is out, and, uh, and Boston's out. Boston is out, and they're. I mean, they they're in. Um, they're not even in wild card. Um, Detroit has moved up and they've moved down. So, and today they play, if I'm not mistaken, the Blackhawks. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting to see what it is that happens and how things, it looks like we're going to play the, the Rangers, but I guess you never know. It's weird. This like increase in blood clots and yes, it just feels like it's been such a bigger thing lately i wonder what that's if there's like some kind of i i think i know what that is about i I mean i could be completely wrong but to me it seems with the increase of blocked shots this trend towards uh block that's how a lot of them start um because really is there all that much uh that happens like they do get hit and stuff like that but it's nothing like getting hit with a puck um yeah you know, and now with that emphasis, this stuff is going to happen. It's just incredibly scary. Because I just that's... feel like you'd see it more in defensemen, and it's right. been a lot of forwards. I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. It is. It is. And uh, and scary. What? How are people scary. still emailing me for work on a Sunday? Come on, people. <laughs> Come on, people. All right. 
What do you think? Oh, bless you. Um, what do you think about reports that an argument over the value of the penguins between Burkel and Lemieux has caused them to take the team off the market? <gasps> boy drama. I love boy I, drama. For real. Guys always talk about girls being dramatic and psycho. Guys are crazy. It is. It's the best. It's kind of like, why isn't there a reality show about selling the penguins? I would totally watch I that. Um, I would too. Because it's kind of like, you know that they're bitching at each other behind the scenes and it's, and I mean, I don't know who they're bitching to, but, um, but I think that's, I just think that's awesome. Um, I, I think it has to be something like that, but I think that right now it, I mean, Bettman was just at a, was just in Pittsburgh. Right. And then that got a lot of people talking because they think that he's there to kind of, um, talk to the both of them and, and that maybe the potential buyer was there and he was there to kind of bet uh, in a in a certain way uh, them. But the thing is that we're going into playoffs. We have the potential to be really good and that's going to increase the value of the team. So as boneheaded as they are, inadvertently not selling the team was probably the best thing that ever could have happened to them because they put themselves into a position where the team is trending up instead of trending down. And um, they're in a much better position to sell now than they were before. Yeah, I think they just need to get over themselves and figure it out. Like, how hard, I don't know, could it be? They're just acting like dicks, But if we had to guess, because to me, if I look at it and I'm like, um, Lemieux totally wants to sell. He built his castle in Montreal, like, uh, (laughs) do you know what I mean? And he totally wants to move in and he wants cash to be able to do it. And Burkle's more like a business dude and a bazillionaire. And he's like, yeah, let's be patient. The team's worth more. We can wait. That's my... Um, completely invented uh, theory. What's yours? Yeah, yeah. I have no idea what their problem is. I don't. I don't know. I mean, as much as I love Mario and love that he's the owner of the Penguins, I do feel like it's time for him to let it go. Yeah. Um, and I feel like the franchise would be better for it, but I don't know. What will they? Will they actually have to? Hire people, not um, <laughs> not intimately. Uh, I mean, like, will they actually have to go through an interview process or something? Strange. God I mean, forbid. How, how that would how that would be? I can't imagine. All right. Speaking of my love, Lemia, um, who was your childhood hero and why? Uh, I didn't have any. Uh, really? No, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I did not have any. I'm trying to think. Uh, no, I mean, I was a kid that. Uh, lived in kind of my own fantasy world. There, there wasn't anyone on television or in, uh, or, you know, I, I don't think I'd had it in me to have a guy as a role model to begin with. I would have been looking for a, a female role model and there are none, there were none. And how, the, when they asked the question, I was like, how depressing is that? Uh, <laughs> I was like, that is really, really depressing, but it's true. I didn't have anyone to, um, to look forward to. So I liked fiction um, a lot because it was it's like you had these characters a, a lot a lot of these women characters too that were more interesting and kind of brave and uh, doing things that you didn't see a lot of women doing in real life and it was um, yeah I don't know if it's better or worse now but but I didn't have any you um, mine was actually uh, an equestrian her name was BZ Madden it still is BZ Madden she's still alive um, and she's actually probably Riding still in the worst world. Right yeah. Um, I don't know if she's still competing. She's like 50, what did I say? Like 53, 52. Um, but she is like one of the best equestrians of all time. She just was a total badass. She was like, um, she won gold in the 2004 and 2008 Olympics, I think. Um, and she went, she's won a lot of Grand Prix um, jumping events and she's just incredible. And I just remember watching her. She was the first woman to pass the $1 million earnings mark in show jumping. Mm-hmm. And she was just like a huge um, powerhouse in the sport and was not like a quiet person. <laughs> like she was always very outspoken about being the best and working hard. And I just really looked up to her. She was awesome. That's amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. She was incredible. And I was like really, really, really into um, three-day eventing and yeah. equestrian sports and horses when I was younger. So she was my jam. She should be way more famous than she is. 
yeah. Because like she sounds like the Michael options. Jordan of uh, equestrian jumping. And I've heard of Seabiscuit, but I've never heard of her. Yeah, she's awesome. Look her up. She's cool. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite band in high school? <laughs> Black uh, Flag. Band. What? Black Flag. <gasps> that sounds like, um, is that metal? No, it's punk. It's, um, have you ever heard of Henry Rollins? Yes. He was the lead singer of Black Flag. Ah. Uh, for a while. He, there were others, but he was the best one, in my opinion. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I mean, I'm a huge Oasis fan, but they weren't, I mean, that was, I'm not that old. They, they're mm-hmm. not, <laughs> they weren't my high school kind of favorite band. Um... High school, I would say I listened to a lot of Depeche Mode in high school, nice. like a lot of Depeche Mode. Um, oh, that one, the one hundred and one, the live album, loved loved that album. So I would say them. They were probably my favorite band in high school. Nice. All right, favorite things. What you got? Oh, oh, um, I bought a uh, purse at Zara. And I, I mean, it's uh, it's convertible, so it can be a clutch or it can be a bag, and uh, you can just use it a million. It, you can even like it's got straps, so you can do, use it a million different ways, and it's so versatile. I have, um, I've been using it nonstop since I got it, and I absolutely uh, love it. And it was like fifty four dollars Canadian, so even uh, cheaper <laughs> for those of you who are in the states. So I've got uh, pictures of it in all its different. Um, components on our tumblr nice yeah oh yeah i see it (laughs) but do you see the way like you can uh like you can make it like almost like a shopper and then it's got the thing to put it i mean it's so cute and it comes in orange too yeah i'm down with the crossbody like i said i like to have my hands free yeah i agree and my favorite thing this week is actually a backpack um which i use as my gym bag it's a speedo backpack which again i like to have my hands for i have like a backpack obsession i have so many backpacks um but this one is kind of great because a it's really cute which is always like my number one thing um but it also is waterproof obviously it's from speedo um so you can like sit the sucker in a puddle and all the stuff inside like it has a laptop pocket whatever like all that's totally cool um it also has like a dirt bag that you can put all your wet stuff or dirty stuff or whatever into and keep that separate um, there's like a little, little, um, loops on the front. I have carabiners on my keys, um, and on my water bottle, which is, there's actually a water bottle pocket, but, and you can clip a carabiner to like your shoes and just hang things from the front of the backpack. Like, I don't know. It's just super freaking helpful. There's so many pockets, which is great for me because I am like compulsively organized and need to keep all my stuff organized. So it's amazing. So if you need like a good gym bag or summer backpack, whatever, it's a great one. Yeah. I think they, I think they know how we feel about pockets now. Yeah. I'm so down with pockets of all kinds. There are so many. Yeah. It has like, I think like six or seven separate compartments. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. I love it. So do you have a note for next week? And that uh, I was going to say that um, Amanda and I are going to be doing NHL superlatives next week. Yeah. Um, so that's like uh, like when you're in high school and you do like best hair, best couple. Um, so we're going to do uh, a bunch of them. So if you have, and it's not just Penguins, we're going to do, I think we're going to do our all NHL, right? Because some of them, I was going through the list of what it is that we have. And I'm like, oh, like that's totally Galchenyuk or that's totally um, Subban or I don't know who it is. But yeah. it, but uh but my answers to them are not all pen related. So if anybody has any people they would they would nominate for certain ones, then we'll definitely read them um, aloud. And if you want, I mean, maybe we'll even post uh, a list of the ones that we're going to be answering, so that if anyone wants to send in uh, what their nominations for certain things would be, or who they think would be a, a good uh, uh, nominee for things, then that would be great. Uh, I love superlatives. I love those. I love them in high school. I love them now. Yay. I do too. All right. Um, Bush quote. Okay. Now, this one, like most Bush quotes, doesn't make any sense. (laughs) But I'm going to see if we can figure out what he's trying to say anyway. 
He says, there's no question this is a major human disaster that requires a strong response from the Chinese government, which is what they're providing. But it also responds a compassionate response from nations to whom that have got blessings, good blessings of life. And that's us. I feel like he forgot what he was saying halfway through that sentence. I feel like that's a hundred percent of his quotes. It's like he starts talking, then he's like, oh, "I don't remember I don't what remember. I'm saying." I remember words, 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 words. <laughs> We're awesome. Words, China blessings, God. I know. Yeah. USA, yay! Yes, yes. Like, Mission what? accomplished. <laughs> yeah. Good God! What a freaking moron! He's the best. All right. Yeah. Good God! Thank you for listening, peeps. Um, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter. It's misunderestimated with no E at the end. So M S U N D E R E S T I M A T D. Um, and then you can send us questions on Tumblr at misunderestimated.tumblr.com or to misunderestimatedpod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And please come back next week for NHL superlatives. Superlatives. Yeah. I, I have to start tweeting again. I stopped tweeting. I will continue to tweet. Yeah, I suck at tweeting. Yeah, dude, I have to step it up. I don't know how. Ugh, it's so hard. Yes, uh, social media is so stressful. I know. Okay, I'm going to go read a book on my balcony now. That sounds lovely. I'm going to go eat because I'm starving. Oh, me too. Damn it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, thanks a lot, guys. We'll, uh, We'll talk to you next week. Oh, no. Again? Really? This is just sad. Now... Oh, I have legitimately no idea where the off button is. Off button. How do you off not button. remember this? Because it's, crazy. it's not. It's like I minimize it and then it goes away. It You're like Dory from I don't Nemo. know where it went. I don't Just know. Just keep swimming. This is going to last till next. I found it.